It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies. Carrie Brinketer and Kathy Underbrock love talking today about the life of David, part of living in the gap. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and I am here with my beautiful friend, Kathy Enderbrock, and we are broadcasting from KTXW The Bridge in Austin. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to the show. Hey, Carrie. It's great to be with you this morning. I can't believe we don't have Evelyn with us. She's out traipsing around Europe with Van. Something about needing a vacation. She's such a jet setter. I know Gavin and I were chatting about that before the show this morning. And uh, I tell you what, I hope I'm jet setting when I'm 87 years old. I'm so happy for her. She did need a break. She's been working so hard on National Day of Prayer and the trip to Washington, D.C. And I think that her and Van just needed some time away. And so they are in the Baltic Sea, I think. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because when she said that she and Van were going to take a vacation, I'm thinking, oh, you know, Paris or London or, you know, I don't know, gosh, even a little island in Mexico or something. But then she told us, yeah, she's going to these far off places. And that's so like Evelyn because she's always going to, go and make tracks where other people don't tend to go. And I just, I love her for it, that she's always pulling something out of her hat and um, that you wouldn't, that you wouldn't think of doing, but she is off doing her own thing with Van. And, you know, even after decades and decades of, of marriage, they just get like little kids going off on these adventures together. I love it. I I want to be like that when I grow up. I do too. I would think a great, I mean, for me, jet setting would be like, you know, taking a trip to Fredericksburg, <laughs> just down the road. <laughs> but I'm Go super happy for, for Evelyn. So we will do our best in, um, in the absence of our fearless leader, Miss Evelyn. Our theme today, living and loving and leading in the gaps of life. We are going to be looking at the life of David today, Kathy, and I know you have so much wisdom about our Old Testament. Um, they're not characters, the people that that really paved the way for us, and you have so much wisdom in that area, so so much to explore here. We will only be able to hit a few areas of David's life and how David was God's appointed person standing in God's appointed place for God's appointed person uh, purpose. You know, the gaps of life. Our key verse today, Psalm 119, 47 through 48. For I delight in your commands because I love them. I lift up my hands to your commands, which I love. And I meditate on your decrees. That was written by David, and he wrote so many of the beautiful psalms that we read. And, Kathy, I tell you what, it's a delight to talk about David today. Yeah, I love King David. He's so inspiring. And, you know, Carrie, I mean, I love this series that we've been on talking about the gaps of life and breaking that that G-A-P acrostic down. And looking at what that means for us, because, you know, I think that we can really see the gaps around us. We see those those empty spaces, those places that are taking wrong turns and really need someone to step in and, and make a difference. And so, you know, we just want to step into that battle today. We see a battle for the heart of our nation, for the heart of our people, 
we see a battle for our family. You know, the enemy wants to destroy our family. God wants to uphold our family, but he's calling us to step into the gap for our family and step up and be his person standing in that place for his purpose. And so we just want to reach out to all of our listening friends today and ask you, where where are you at? You know, do you feel overwhelmed with those gaps that you see all around you and you're uncertain about how to step into them? And we just want to help you step into that gap today. We want you to really be able to see the calling on your life to be God's appointed person. And we want to let you know that you can step into God's appointed place that he has for you and that you can accomplish, fully accomplish God's appointed purpose for your life in that place at this time. And so we're going to get to to go back and look at this person, David, like you said, a, a true historical figure. He is both in the history books and in our Bible. And, you know, archaeologists uncover all of these amazing things about King David and um, and especially, you know, in Jerusalem in the city of David, just continuing to affirm and establish that what the Bible says about him is true. So we're going to get to go and take a look at this figure in history, you know, like we would maybe look at uh, other famous figures through history, but we get to go into God's word and see and listen to God's thoughts and what God saw when he looked at David and look at how David responded to God. We want to we want to respond to God like David responded to God and um, right in the middle of real life. And Carrie, I know that you've been busy right in the middle of real life. We're like getting ready for the end of the school year. It's coming up so fast. Oh, my stars. I, I can't even believe it. We were singing on the way to school this morning. My kids, you know, they're, they're too old. And they... Uh... <laughs> They get embarrassed by me, which I have not done my job properly if I'm not embarrassing my kids at least once a day. <laughs> and so um, we were singing on the way to school. It was nine days left of school. And, oh, my gosh, I, I can't even believe it. I'm going to have a high schooler. You're going to have a senior. Um, you know, life this spring has been really crazy for us, crazy in a good way. Lots of activities going on between track and school plays and, of course, basketball. And I'm getting ready for commencement address. It's just, um, it's been a whirlwind. But Kathy, speaking of Jet Setter, you, my friend, had a an amazing yacht adventure last week. Oh, this was so incredible. So I, you know, I'm not a real kind of girly girl. And so I got invited to this 50th birthday party. Um, and one of my friends up here in Boise, she invited five of her friends to go to San Francisco and she had a really cool connection to actually get us on the 2003 America's Cup yacht. And um, so I was like, I couldn't even believe, oh, my gosh, I got invited to a girls weekend in San Francisco. Like, that's something that's never happened before. And so I was so excited just to get the invitation. I didn't even think about getting excited about what we were actually going to be doing. And the more I heard about it, I thought, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I get to participate in this. And so not only did we get to ride on the America's Cup yacht, but we got to race it. So you got to race it? Night, 
Wow. Yes. Seriously, Carrie, it was the most thrilling experience. One of the most thrilling experiences I've ever had. And because this, the yacht is supposed to be the fastest vessel on the water and um, for, you know, the yacht of its size and type. And so there was a big boat race in San Diego last weekend. There were between 35 and 40 boats, yachts, sailboats um, registered for the race. It was the four different yacht clubs in San Diego competing and so not only did we get to participate, but because there was only a crew of five, and in order to race the America's Cup yacht, it actually takes 13 people. So we got to go and, and you know, take places on the crew. And so, you know, they kind of trained us ahead of time and showed us what to do. And I was nervous as you could possibly be. And um, it was thrilling. I mean, beforehand, the captain actually had to tell us, all right, you have to know this boat will not tip over. It is impossible for this yacht to tip over because there is a 40,000-pound metal countilever under the water. So even though you may think at some point, oh, my gosh, this yacht is going to tip over and we're going to all fall into the water, he goes, I assure you, do not panic. That will not happen. Wow. And I'm so glad that, that he told <laughs> us that, that, you know, he told us that because a couple times I would have started panicking. I mean, literally, we were up on the edge of the boat holding on to the rail and looking straight down into the water because we were so tipped <laughs> sideways. And I just thought, you know, that's awesome that God is always there as well, making sure that we don't completely tip over and fall face first into the water. You know, he he's that person holding us firm. And as long as we're holding firm onto him, you know, we're not going to crash and burn. And, and I love I love that about him. And so I got to do that with these friends and, you know, just have an incredible memory. And there, there's something that um, I, I forgot to share with our listeners at last week's show, and it was this, and, and I think I forgot to share this. So my daughter is a huge Hamilton fan, and there's this Broadway show, Hamilton, about the the um, uh, the founding father who was never a president, but yet he was so instrumental in every, every part of um, – not only our constitution, but the way our government is set forward. And he's, he's the face on the $10 bill. If any of you are listing friends have a $10 bill, go look that, that is Alexander Hamilton. And there's a Broadway show that has been out and my daughter has just been enamored by it. And so we surprised her and took her to this Broadway show in Salt Lake. And um, when she saw that we were going, she actually burst into tears and started crying because she had wanted to go so bad. And thought that she wouldn't be able to just, you know, because of the, the, it was so far away and, and, you know, it was pretty restrictive in price. And that was just an incredible opportunity for us. So it has been an amazing, amazing month. The last, the last few weeks for us, Carrie, like so many pages have been written in my journal. Wow. I, that, it, holy cow. You, you've had some great adventures. I absolutely love it. And we're talking about David, who also had some great adventures. Sometimes he caused himself a big giant mess because that's what David did. Um, but there were many times when David, um, and in it, well, 
anytime he caused himself a mess, he always looked to God for the answers. And that is exactly, I think, we can look at David's life as a person who we can we can really look to him because we mess up every single day. I mess up every single day. And David is one that I can really look at and go, okay, I, I, I can do this. I just need to keep looking to God, looking to God. Even though I have messed up, I need to keep looking to God. Friends, we have to take our break already. Um, but when we get back, we absolutely will step into this gap. God is never overwhelmed. He has always has a way to get things back on track. He is simply calling for people to step forward and be willing to step into that gap and be God's appointed person, standing in God's appointed place, and just ready to be used for God's appointed purpose. We'll continue with David right after these messages. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Drive. Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk, The Bridge, Austin, here on 1120 AM or 101.1 FM. You have found Love Talk. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater, and we have our beautiful friend on the line, Mrs. Kathy Indebrock. We are stepping into the gaps today, looking at the life of David. Oh, my goodness, so much to know about David. You may be thinking that how on earth? 
did God use David. He was such a flawed man. David had faults. He made a lot of mistakes. He committed sin. He was guilty of great offenses. He committed murder. He committed adultery. So why did God continue to use David, continue to use a man that made mistakes? Well, I'll tell you what. God continued to use David because David continued to look to God. When David started relying on himself and took his eyes off of God is when he made his mistakes. Um, His flesh got in the way. I think we can probably all identify with that one. Um, And David took his eyes off of the master. And when he took his eyes off of the master, he let things creep in. He let sin creep in. But David was very, very quick to always turn back to God and to repent from those sins. He was very unlike Saul. Saul, King Saul, um, was one that David David entertained King Saul in his courts. And Kathy's going to tell us a little bit about that in a little while. But initially, Saul was... Um, a godly man, and he looked to God for answers. But Saul let sin creep in, and Saul turned away from God. And as he made mistakes and as he committed sin, he never looked back to God to repent or for answers. In fact, he just continued to go down that road. He continued to sin more and more. So God removed his favor from Saul And that's when he anointed David and said, you will be king one day. And so David knew this. And Paul even writes in Acts 13, 22, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, who shall fulfill all my will. Wow. So David is a man who was considered a man after God's own heart. And that's because David loved God. Our key verse, going back to our key verse in Psalm, David writes in the Psalm, I meditate on your decrees. I lift up my hands to your commands. He searched for God. He looked for God. He made mistakes. But he always, always came back to God and looked to God for answers. So, Kathy, let's explore how God used David in in these gaps of life. David relied on God's absolute power. He, David pressed into God's absolute presence and, oh man, God gave David an absolute promise. All right, Kathy, tell us more about this guy, David. Okay, you know, I love how you've kind of contrasted David with King Saul. You know, King Saul was rebellious and disobedient. And, and even though David, yes, he did sin, he did get caught by temptation and make the bad, the wrong decisions at times, he always turned back to God. And, and I just want to clarify, you know, there's this really odd uh, idea going around in some college campuses. And, and uh, you know, I, you know, listening friends, maybe you've even heard this, that you can sin as much as you want because Christ has forgiven you all things. OK, so, yes, Christ has forgiven us all things and we can seek for 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 forgiveness. But that does not mean go and live however you want. Christ has very clearly uh, laid out that we are to live uh, lives of righteousness, lives of holiness, according to his um, the way that he has set out before us. And so I love the fact that 
um, David, he may have committed a sin once, but after he repented, that is after he acknowledged the sin and turned from the sin and turned to God, he did not commit that same sin again. Uh, whereas with Saul, Saul just kept feeling bad about what he was doing, but he kept doing it over and over mm-hmm. again. That's so a big difference. we need to make sure. Yeah, say that. I said that's a big difference. That is a big, huge difference that, you know, just feeling bad about doing something, um, but not completely turning away from it and turning to God. That's not going to give us power um, over that sin to to step away from it and lead the life that God wants us to lead. And so I love looking at David here. And um, and, you know, I'm sure that everyone, whether you've attended church and, and gone to um, vacation Bible schools or um, or not, you've heard stories about David and Goliath. I mean, Hollywood has written movies about David and Goliath. Even the expression of something being like a Goliath, that, that social expression that something is too large and too big and kind of overwhelming to come up against it. It's just a Goliath problem. Well, that comes from the story of King David. And, um, you mentioned King David was um, one of Jesse's sons. And so Jesse actually had eight sons and David was the youngest and he was just a young shepherd boy. And I thought it would be really cool to open with how David actually kind of comes into the picture because um, so Saul had been appointed king by the people, but God um, had had Saul had turned away from God. And so God ended up rejecting Saul as king and basically saying, "Okay, I am going to anoint a king. And God tells his prophet Samuel, I want you to go to Jesse's house and um and I have chosen one of Jesse's sons to be king, and I want you to go and anoint him king. And so um, Samuel goes to Jesse's house, and he says, where are your sons? I need to see all of your sons. And so Jesse goes and gets all of his strong um, sons that, you know, they're very powerful. They look like they could potentially be kings, but he doesn't even go and get David because David's this scrawny little ruddy faced kid who they just stick out with the sheep all day. And um, so it's amazing that even his own father didn't even see the potential within David. And so I love it that God sees this incredible potential in us that sometimes no one else could even see. I mean, Carrie, have you ever been in this situation like when you've been going and looking for that one point guard who is going to make a huge difference on your team and you go and you see someone that no one else is even looking at. <laughs> it's kind of funny that you mentioned that, Kathy, a point guard, because that's exactly what happened. I, One of my parents' friends growing up uh, worked at uh, Kingwood High School, which is a high school right outside of Houston. And she called me one day and she said, Carrie, I, I don't know. There's this point guard at our school. She was a high school counselor. And she said, there's this point guard at our school that's, um, she's really good, but nobody's really looking at her. She's a smart kid. She's super respectful, nice gal. You know, maybe you should come down here to Kingwood and take a look, or maybe we could send you some films. So I used it kind of as a, a way to go and, and see my parents because they live, you know, 20 minutes from there. 
So I, I went down there for a game um, on one Friday night, and uh, this young lady who was about 5'3 on a good day was playing against a point guard who was actually had a scholarship to go to Stanford. Uh, basketball scholarship to go to Stanford. So I thought, well, this will be a good test. Can this 5'3 point guard even hold her own against this kid who's going to a big-time D1 women's basketball program and who is a phenomenal player? Well, I tell you what, nobody else was looking at this kid. And I, I went to that gym and I thought, this kid is something special. I really liked her. And Long story short, this young lady ended up attending Southwestern, ended up being a starting point guard almost from her first day on campus as a freshman, which is a very hard to do for anyone to step on a college campus as a freshman and become a starter. She holds, I can't tell you how many records she holds at Southwestern. I know she holds um, assist in a game. She had over 20 assists in one game. Anyways, so yes, Kathy, I I actually had this kind of experience where I looked at a kid and saw her potential, even though she was short in stature and people had kind of written that off. She was a, not only a great point guard for me, but just a great person, great teammate, great team leader. And I'm so thankful that, uh, you know, somebody pointed me in her direction. It, it was a huge blessing. So David was found kind of the same way. We have, we've got just a couple of minutes. Kathy, you want to tell us a little bit more about David? Yeah, exactly. I mean, David was just like that point guard. I mean, he went out there and broke every record there was as king of Israel. I mean, he he did it. He even though he was anointed when he was like 16 years old, he did not actually take the throne until he was 30 years old. And so he went through some tremendous difficulty, a, a lot of uh, hardship that he had to overcome. But through it all, he kept his eyes on God and he relied on God's absolute power in his life, holding close to God's promise uh, to get him where God said he was going to be. So we're going to talk a little bit when we come back about David and Goliath. How did David kill this huge giant? How did David become not only king of Judah, but king over all Israel? Friends, there is so much to learn here. We're looking forward to you stepping into that place that God has called you to step into, learning what we can about the life of David to encourage us to be able to do that. We're going to listen to our sponsors, incredible businesses that sponsor us and allow us to be on on air every week. We're going to listen to them and we're going to get right back to David and God's absolute power right after this. Stay with us. Hi, this is John Cotner, and you know, we all can use some happiness, some hope, and humor in our lives. I'm talking about the Good News Journal, published by Evelyn Davison. Well, the Good News Journal is free, and you can pick it up at locations across Central Texas like HEB, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, and churches, and it comes out every three months. Now, advertisers and writers interested in having an article published should call 512-249-6535. The Good News Journal, providing good news for the greater Austin and surrounding areas for 23 years. And now with more than 66,000 in circulation. 
Go to goodnewsjournal.net. That's goodnewsjournal.net. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud Proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. We're so happy that you have found us here on Love Talk with two of the love ladies, Coach Carrie Brinkader and Kathy Enderbrock. We're missing Miss Evelyn today as her and Van are off on a little vacation, well, big vacation, off in the Baltic and having a, a wonderful time, I hope. You are listening to The Bridge Austin. And thanks to our sponsors, you know, you can find us on the web. You can find us at lovetalknetwork.com, and we'd be happy to have you visit that site. Uh, you can also call us on the love line at 512-249-6535 and ask us any questions. Get get in touch with us on Facebook or at Love Talk Network, and you can find all of our archives there at Love Talk Network. We've been in this series of living loving and leading in the gaps of life and David I tell you what David was a man who pressed into the gaps he pressed into God's absolute presence he relied on God's absolute power I tell you what Kathy his road to the throne was not easy Uh, David was a young man who longed to know God in deeper dimensions. He was a guy who lived out tending the sheep, and all of a sudden one day he's anointed, and he's told he's going to be king. I can't even imagine what that would be like as a 16-year-old young man who has seven older brothers, um, and he's the young one, and I, I can't even imagine how he felt. In Psalm 132, David writes that he couldn't sleep until God found a place in his heart. When he was in the pastures of Bethlehem, he was concerned for God's glory. How many of us can't sleep until we find God's place in our heart? Wow, he was searching and God knew that David was the man to do great things. So, so David is this young man, and Saul is the king. And um, 
David, uh, Saul is looking for someone to go against the Philistines. The Philistines are causing great trouble. They're at war, and nobody can figure out a way to conquer the Philistines because a, a lot of times during the during these days, um, battles would take place between one person from each army, and they would battle each other. And whoever won that battle, would then, then their army would be declared the victor. So the Philistines had this giant, and uh, his name was Goliath. And Saul told David, you're not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a boy, and he has been a fighting man from his youth. Well, thank goodness David didn't focus on his inabilities. And I, I pray, friends, that you're not focusing on your inabilities today either, because I think we can all get caught up in that. In fact, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me. I'll strike you down and I'll cut off your head. Today I'll give you the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Wow, what confidence David had as a teenager, even though the king was telling him, you can't do this. You're, you're not big enough. You're not strong enough. You're, you're, not, a, you're not a warrior. I'll tell you what, friends, I've been feeling like this a lot lately. I am preparing a commencement address for our students and our families at Grace Academy. And I tell you what, I have been stymied with this, these doubts that keep running through my head. And typically, I'm a pretty confident person. And I've given speeches many times before in my life. But for some reason, I just cannot get a handle on this speech. And I think most of it is because this is so near and dear and precious to my heart that I, I want to do it justice. And I want God to speak through me so badly. And these this senior class, especially at Grace, has just been through so much. They've lost, we've had a student lost her mother to cancer last year. We lost one of our seniors to a brain aneurysm just a couple of months ago. They've lost a teacher. They've lost a friend. They've had so much hardship, but God has held them in in his hand, they've experienced more grief and more joy than most adults experience in a lifetime. And so instead of focusing on my inabilities, I am being inspired by David to have confidence and focus on my abilities. But I tell you what, Kathy, sometimes that's difficult. It, it is so difficult, especially when you look at the task in front of you and you go, I don't know that I've got what it takes to yeah. go and do this. And and I, I think that we have to go, okay, is God's heart for these students? Is God's heart to help them to end well and start strong? And 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 was God the one who in who um put it in the hearts of, of the administration to ask you to be the speaker? Well, we can answer yes to all of those things. And I love it that God tells us that the answer to all of his promises in Christ is yes and amen. And so mm -hmm. we can rely on the fact that 
It's God who has organized these things. It's God who wants these things. And he wants them more than we do. And so if we turn to his word and we turn to his power, we turn to his presence, then he's going to um, be the one to deliver. And, and he's going to be the one to deliver us out of the situation that we're in. I love it. There was this incredible, incredible um, pastor um, in the late 1800s. And people said, I listened to his speech and everything sounds common and mundane. And yet when he speaks, everyone repents. Hmm. And the, the pastor said, all the more glory to God. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, we don't have to sound eloquent and amazing. We can rely on, on God to anoint our words and give them power and to um, fulfill their purpose. And I am so excited about this address that you're going to give. I will tell you every single time that we do radio, Carrie, I think, oh, my gosh, Lord, is anyone going to get anything out of that? Um, and then we get emails back and Evelyn gets phone calls and. Um, you know, I, in Texas, I go down to, I went down to get my car washed and the guy was like, oh my gosh, I can't even have you pay for the car wash. He, he says, I listen to you. And Aww. I think, oh my gosh, glory to God that, 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 um, he, his Holy Spirit would give power to the words that we speak. And listeners, I want you to know that, that, that what gives power, the Holy Spirit, it's the love of Christ. And we love our listeners, Carrie, just like you love those kids that you're going to speak to, just like God loved King David. And God's love gives incredible power when we press into it. Absolutely. And, you know, God's absolute power is is all know it's omniscient it's omnipresent and david relied on this power you know <laughs> after david killed goliath kathy saul became incredibly jealous of david and it's almost comical to read through the book of samuel as you see how jealous saul becomes of david it got so bad that david was in constant danger david actually entertained saul in 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 his courts with a harp saul was tormented he went through bouts of deep depression and he was tormented by his by his sin and his inner demons um because in the bible it says that the spirit left him and because saul refused to look back to god and so David would come in with his harp and he would play his harp while Saul went through these bouts of depression and it would soothe Saul. But Saul, again, became so jealous that in First Samuel, it recounts that Saul tried to pin David to the wall with his spear. But David eluded him as Saul drove the spear into the wall. And that night, David escaped. Well, David ended up escaping to a place um, called Gath, where probably Goliath was from there. And he he was still in danger. And he had to rely on God's absolute power and God's absolute presence to give him strength. Because he's, he's in this place. And David wavers a little bit here. He's wavering between fear and faith, fear and faith. And I think um, we can all identify with that. I, I mean, wavering between fear and faith, I think, go hand in hand, especially with the predicament David was in. He flees to this place. And he becomes afraid of the king of Gath. He thinks that that king is going to try to kill him because he killed Goliath. And he's 
fleeing from Saul. So in Psalm, he writes, be merciful to me, O God, for men hotly pursue me all day long. They press their attack. My slanderers pursue me all day long. Many are attacking me in their pride. You know, I kind of liken this, Kathy. I, I look at David's uh, wavering between fear and faith like like a track practice, right? Um, you're out on the track. I don't know if any any of our listening friends have ever run track or maybe swimming, right? You, you're out out at the track and you you run a sprint and then you stop and you catch your breath. That was David. He's running the sprint, and he's crying out to God, God, these guys are pursuing me. I love it. He says, they hotly pursue me. Right? They're, 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 they're trying to get me all day long. And, and then in, um, we see that as his first sprint, as he contemplates this situation and the people that desire to take his life, fear begins to rise up and this cloud of uncertainty just circles all around his head. But in the very next breath, as he catches his breath from his first sprint, he says, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you, God. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. How can mortal man, what can mortal man do to me? And so he's catching his breath after this first sprint. And David again remembers the Lord and his position of security in him. He presses into God's absolute presence. Even though, I mean, faith is rising in his heart and fear and faith are existing together. It's a beautiful picture of how David just continues to press into God's presence. And then in verses 8 and 9, it says, You have taken account of my wanderings, God. Put my tears in your bottle. Wow. Are they not already in your book? Go ahead, Kathy. Well, you know, I love that you're drawing this contrast. I mean, it says, the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear, right? And we know that David loved God above all else. And so we get to see this really unique contrast between King Saul and the up-and-coming King David because King Saul had everything, and yet he wanted what he didn't have, right? I mean, he was jealous of David because David uh, had the praises of the people. And and so Saul was tormented and unhappy because even though he had everything, he wanted what he didn't have, whereas David had nothing, was fleeing for his life, and yet all he wanted was God. And and I love that if all we want is God, we will always get what we want because God mm. says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And even David recognizes in Psalm eighteen nineteen, he says, God delivered me because he delights in me. Mm-hmm. And And we can say that, too. I mean, God delights in us. Listening, friends, God delights in you. And so if you find yourself unhappy today or jealous today or thinking, why does someone else have more than me? Stop wanting what you don't have and go and pursue God because you're going to be able to get everything you want as you seek after him first. And so we just love how David just pressed into this and pressed into this and he didn't let fear stop him. He didn't let um, the, the situation around him stop him or his, his dire circumstances stop him. 
he kept chasing after God, even when he was being chased by Saul. It's, it's incredible. He didn't know how he was going to get out of his troubles. He did not know how he was going to become king, but he pressed into God, and God always was there for him. I tell you what, listeners, we only have one segment left. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about how David just pressed into these gaps of life, God's absolute presence, God's absolute power, and we'll look at God's absolute promise that he gave to David when we return to Love Talk. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor of First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So, big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small, for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. And welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found Love Talk and the Love Ladies. I can't believe we are, we are already here in our last segment, Kathy. We, we've we just been gabbing about uh, David and just this, this amazing life that he led as he really looked to God to find these, these gaps of life, God's absolute power. God's absolute presence and God's absolute promise to David. So David is fleeing for his life. He's a, he's afraid Saul is going to kill him. He wavers with this 
um, I sprint back and forth between fear and faith. He sprints, he's afraid, and then he stops and he catches his breath. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, God, you've got me. You've got my back here. And in verses um, 10 through 13 of Second Samuel, um, <laughs> David writes, in God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? I am under vows to you, O God. I will present my thank offerings to you. For you have delivered me from death and my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. So God delivers David from Gath. He delivers David from Saul. And I tell you what David is really good at. He is so good at thanking God. You can read through the Psalms and you can see how David praises and thanks God for every blessing and every step along the way. It's an absolutely beautiful picture. David's all in now. He's he's finished sprinting. He's, he's, he's finished his practice here and he's caught his breath and he says, all right, God, I, I'm all in. And thank you. Thank you for delivering me from death. This action, it just sets David apart from so many others. No matter what season David finds himself in, he always finds that perspective of praise. Even as he was being chased, he's telling God, okay, thank you for keeping me safe. All right, Lord, I'm, lo- I'm looking to you. What now? And in Psalm 34, he says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Oh, my goodness. Kathy, it's just so refreshing to see David give thanks to the Lord in a time when he could have just said, okay, well, I did that. You know, he was used to kind of getting himself out of trouble. I mean, he slayed a lion as a teenager when a lion stole one of his sheep. And and so I think he was used to kind of, you know, getting himself out of pickles. But he's so gracious and so mindful to look to Lord to give thanksgiving. Boy, he was very aware of God's absolute presence. David also was given an absolute promise by God. That's right. I mean, not only did God promise David, you will be king over all Israel, but then David trusted God to fulfill that promise. David did not march right up to Saul and say, I'm the new king, get off the throne. No, I mean, uh, David submitted to Saul. And even when at a time when David had the opportunity to kill Saul, when Saul was chasing him, David did not take that opportunity because he said that Saul's life was in God's hands, not his. And so we see not only David holding on to this promise to be king, but then God also followed up and made him these other incredible promises. He told David that he was going to make his name great. Um, and and he, there's this... Um, beautiful verse it says this is what the lord almighty says i took you from the pastor from the pasture and from following the flock to be ruler over my people israel i have been with you wherever you have gone i have cut off all your enemies from before you now i will make your name great 
like the names of the greatest men on earth. And I mean, this just gets to me, this verse, because not only can we read it and we can hear God saying it to David, but then David recorded it. We know that David wanted to share this promise with others. And now almost, oh gosh, 3,000 years later, we can see that God made good on his promise because the story of King David has lived as a huge legacy, is the most uh, prominent time within uh, Israel's history, continuing on with his son Solomon. And so we see God making good on his promises. And God promised David a secure homeland for the entire nation of Israel. And God accomplished that through David. God promised David peace and a dynasty. We see under the, the reign of David that Israel and continuing through Solomon that Israel had the greatest time of peace and prosperity in their history. Um, God committed to David to basically establishing an entire house. And so this is so interesting. This this Hebrew word house, it has a double meaning, and um, as it also does in Greek. And so the house, David uses it in a, in a material sense, like a physical house for the Lord, because David wanted to build a house for the Lord. He wanted to build the temple. Now, God basically did establish this through Solomon, um, David's son, where Solomon did build a temple for God. But... Um, God also establishes another house, a house of David, basically an entire a descendancy, an everlasting kingdom. And this is what I love about God is that when God does things, the things that God does are everlasting. The, the changes that he makes in our lives, the, the, the character that he builds within us, that is everlasting. It's not going to end when our body passes away on this earth. The stuff that God works on in our life and for our good, that is everlasting. And so we get to see this everlasting kingdom, this throne that is established forever. It's the, the final and most amazing pro provision of what we call the Davidic covenant is that there will be a kingdom that will last forever. And when you think of this, most dynasties, they just last a few centuries. You know, like we talk about the Ming dynasty in China, and we can just follow those different dynasties for a few centuries. But this kingdom that God establishes is revealed as an eternal kingdom. Now, Carrie, how can God establish an eternal kingdom on earth? Well, God establishes an eternal kingdom on earth through his son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ was descended through the line of David. And I think that's a very, very important piece of this story. And remember, friends, the, these are not just made up stories. This is actual people. These are actual people. These are actual events that occurred in history. And um, David's line gives us. Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the one who forgives all of our sins. And this is, you know, it's, it's mind blowing, you know, that through all of David's doubts and people questioning his inabilities, he continued to look to God 
And he looked to God's absolute power when he was fearful, when he was wavering, when he was in that track practice running sprints, when he was wavering between faith and fear. He pressed into God's presence, his absolute presence. And friends, all of these promises that God revealed to David, all of them came true. Every single one. David lived to see many of these promises come to fruition during his lifetime. And then his sons and his heirs carried out the rest of the promises through Jesus. And friends, I tell you what, in the midst of uncertainty, David could say this. I know that God is for me. It was absolutely the pivotal point as he wavered between faith and fear. It changed everything for him. Friends, God is for you. God is for me, and he placed his son, Jesus Christ, here on earth to forgive us our sins as we look to him. He may not act as quickly as we want him to, but I tell you what, I wish he'd act a little bit quicker with me sometimes and show me direction. Um, But no doubt, he always gives me his goodness. Can you say that God is for me right now? Oh, I sure hope so. And if you have any questions about that, here's the way to do that. Number one is just to accept that Jesus came to earth as a baby. He came here to live sinless and free as both God, fully God and fully man to show us the way. Believe that he loves you. And then we accept him and commit our lives to him through Jesus. And I tell you what, he will deliver us through the good times and the bad times, and eternity waits for us. If you have any questions about that, you can find us on Facebook. You can also find us at the Love Line 512-249-6535. David is such a beautiful story. I would encourage you to look back in First and Second Samuel to read these stories. It's entertaining. I tell you what, you won't be able to put it down as uh, David and all of his adventures and as he continues to look to God. Friends, we thank you so much for joining us on Love Talk. For my beautiful friend, Kathy Enderbrock, I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we'll see you next Saturday right here on Love Talk. <laughs>